0: There was a couple of scriptures, just happened to get in your bulletin. Did anybody look them up? Just a bulletin, wasn't nobody paid no attention to the bulletin. I mean, if they'd have been in red and big old letters, somebody might have saw them. Pray for our revival. I've been praying, really, the Lord's really put a burden on me about it. I, I pray that we could have revival this spring. Amen. But it's preaching time now, Amen. and I want to preach from the Gospel of St. John, chapter number 1, St. John, chapter number 1, start at verse 25. And they asked him, that's the Pharisees, they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I'm not worthy. To unloose, These things were done in Bethapha, beyond Jordan, where John was baptized. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John, by record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water. The same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us this morning. God, you know our need. Our Father, our, our condition before you. Lord, I pray that anything that would hinder this message, God, I confess it to you. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me through the blood of Jesus. I pray, our Father, that I could preach the way you'd have us to preach. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 John the Baptist came preaching in the, in the wilderness of Judea, and his message was to prepare uh, Israel yeah. for their coming Messiah and for the kingdom that that Messiah was going to set up. But in order to set that kingdom up, a requirement was they would have to be a holy people. They would have to be a clean people. If you want to participate in the kingdom of heaven, you have to repent of your sins and be baptized by this man named John. John bore witness in the wilderness, mostly to the common people. Uh, But if you notice verse 19, not only did he arouse the the uh, 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 curiosity of the common people, not only did he stir their interest, uh, but he also got the attention of the bigwigs over in Jerusalem. Uh, the Jews at Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to check him out. They asked John, "Who are you?" and uh, Are you the Messiah? I mean, you know, it'd be a good idea. No, I'm not the Messiah. Well, are you Elijah the prophet? No, I'm not Elijah. Well, there's supposed to be a prophet come like Moses. Are you that prophet? And the answer to all these questions was negative. No, I am not. Who are you then? In verse 23, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as it said the prophet Isaiah. John's testimony prepared the hearts of the people for the coming of the Lord. They expected, they expected Elijah to come. That was a legitimate expectation. They expected him to come before the Messiah. And John fulfilled that expectation, even though he wasn't Elijah. Yet he came in this power and the spirit of Elijah. But at that precise time that that John was preaching, the rulers of Israel, they were expecting the arrival of Elijah. Because the last verse in the last scripture that they had was, God's going to send Elijah before that terrible day of the Lord come. Now, now I I believe that this portion of John is actually after Jesus had been baptized and his 40 days in the wilderness being tempted of the devil. The precise time of his doing it exactly agrees with the ministry of John the Baptist to bring Israel the good news that the coming Redeemer is going to come. They said, they watched this. They said when God sends this messenger before his face, then he'll send him one day and then we can look for the Messiah the next day. Mm -hmm. Now if you will, look at verse 19. I'm I'm sorry, twenty nine. I can't read. They're expecting, they're expecting the Messiah just as quick as this forerunner shows up. They got that done. They go go home and they go to bed. And John chapter one verse twenty nine. The next day, the very next day, after that message was given them that the Messiah is coming, get ready, he'll be here. The very next day, John looks at Jesus and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John calls him a lamb, either with the respect of of any common lamb uh, uh, for his harmlessness, for his innocence, for his meekness, for his humility, for his patience, for his usefulness, for both food and for clothing and in a spiritual sense, as well as being a sacrifice for the sins of the people. Or else with respect to the lambs that were offered in sacrifice, under that legal dispensation, Uh, That either the Passover lamb or rather the lambs for the daily sacrifice. They were offered in the morning. They were offered in the evening. And and the account uh, then best agrees with what is said of the Lamb of God. That he was slain uh, in type in the morning of the world from the foundation of the world. He was slain way back there before he was ever born. It, It was already figured actually in the evening of the world in the end of it who has continued virtue to take away the sins of the people from the beginning to the end of the world from the foundation of the world to the destruction of the world the lamb of god is the one that takes away the sin of the world Both day and night. Uh, The sacrifice was in the morning. The sacrifice was in the evening. And so every day, uh, 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 the the sins that they committed that day, they need daily application of the blood of the Lamb. The sacrifice of Christ will remove your sins. Have you confessed them to Him? Have you confessed them today? Real early in the morning? Do you wait till night? How about noon? Do you think that at evening and at morning and at noon we ought to come to the Lord Jesus and continually looking unto Him by faith whose blood and a continual virtue to cleanse us from our sin? The Jewish doctors say that the morning sacrifice made atonement for the sins they've done that night. And that the evening sacrifice made atonement for the sins that they did that day. So, at least twice a day, they were there bringing the blood of the lamb. Amen. At least twice a day, they were there bringing the blood of the lamb. How much do we confess our sin? How many times a day do we confess our sin? Uh, The first appearance of the lamb that I can find in the scriptures was the offering that Abel brought Way back there in the book of Genesis. The actual wording of the lamb is connected with the offering of Isaac by his father. And what it says, Isaac asked his father, where is the lamb? Amen. Amen. Now I think about, uh, if I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Hasidic Jews in New York City, you know they're opposed to the nation of Israel. I don't know whether you know that or not. But they think, they, those crazy Jews think the only way they can set up a kingdom is to get the Messiah to come. Yeah, they are. And, and so they're opposed to modern Israel. But I read over in, over in uh, uh, Israel today, they're getting all the preparations. Uh, notice in the, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 12. Verse 3 and verse 4 verse 5. Verse 3 is a lamb that's designated the character of all lambs. (coughs) Excuse me, there were thousands of them that were slain on Jewish altars between Sinai and Calvary. There is an interest shown in rebuilding of that system. If you think tensions are rough now between Hamas and Israel, Palestinians and the Jews... You wait till they rebuild their temple, yeah, I and I think that since the year nineteen eighty seven, they've been training uh, uh, choristers to sing uh, uh, the songs of Zion. They've collected the ancient hymns for their singing. Hot, uh, hot, t- wow. Can I say that? I, that's the national anthem of Israel. It was written in 1878 and, and is translated into English. It means hope. Our hope is not yet lost. The hope is a thousand, two thousand years old. The hope that we could be a free nation in our land. The land of Zion and Jerusalem. They 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 sing that they they're saying whenever you hear that song, translated into English, they're saying that's our hope. Our hope is not lost. Yeah. The apostle Paul said, "For the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain." Amen. But I think uh, that they've even had a continual red heifer that you hear about yeah. that they've got it ready to do the, do the sacrifices, uh, 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 cleanse the, the rebuilt temple. And then they've got the robes already made. They've got molds to bake the bread in and incense burners to uh, uh, get the musical instruments. Uh, but the question that I would ask them, where is the Lamb? You don't hear anything about the lamb. But the lamb, just like that Hasidic Jew up there, you can't do it without your Messiah. Notice the wording of Genesis 22 and 8, where Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself uh, a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went together. Both of them went together. You know, uh, uh, the... uh, Do you know what the word for burnt offering means? Uh, uh, The Jewish term, do you know what that means? Holocaust. They tell me that the rabbi stood outside of those furnaces where they were burning, the children of Israel. uh, Hitler's ovens. and, And he looked and saw that smoke rising up toward heaven. And he said, Holocaust, a burnt offering for God. Are you listening to me? Jesus came to be the real burnt offering. And I don't care how many million, six million Jews can burn in the fire. Incidentally, for those of you that are opposed to, opposed to weapons, do you know the 200 Jews? held off the German army in Warsaw, Poland, for 27 days. 200 of them. What if 6 million of them would have had arms? I'm telling you, what what if everybody in America had arms and this infiltrated army would come in here? uh, How long would they last? Those those Jews uh, uh, knew that their last hope was to to stay out of that gas furnace. And for 27 days in Warsaw, Poland, they held off the SS. Wow. You don't hear about that on the History Channel. The History Channel's talking about those poor Palestinians that, you know. Well, let me get off of that. Jesus came to do the work of the Lamb. Every morning and every evening when they offered that sacrifice. As I said, the morning atoned for one, the evening for another. But... I want you to understand this. Sin was a constant problem. Amen. Amen. It Sound like a Baptist church to me. Yeah. Sin was a constant problem. It's not only a problem for ancient Israel. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for you. I have a problem with my own sin. Now you may not think that you're holy, but I'm telling you sin is a problem. Amen. And the only way to get rid of sin is by the Lamb of God. Ever since the transgression of Adam and Eve, we're totally depraved society. We've been deceived by Satan and corrupted by the power of sin. Like ancient Israel, we need repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. A repentance and faith that is not easy believism, but a faith that produces works. James chapter 1 or 2 verse 18. Yea, a man say he hath faith. Show me thy faith by thy works. I'll show you my faith by my work. Please do not discredit the work of the Lamb. I simply say believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that phrase with with a capital believe. When we come with a sincere repentant posture. When we place our faith in the hands of a merciful, a gracious, and a loving God. God so loved the world that he gave his lamb to take away our sins. Coming that way we find John six thirty seven: Him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Amen. First, I want to look at the work of the lamb to take away the sin of the world. Second, we need to look at the walk of the lamb. John 1, 36, looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. He walked like one. Amen. He walked like a lamb that was able to accomplish the work. In the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, it was Peter preaching a sermon on the value of Jesus' walk. So he offered peace to the nation of Israel and says in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, a man who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God was with him. We're witnesses. Not everybody, but we are. We're witnesses of things he did, both in the land of the Jews in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. But God raised him up, showed him openly. The worth of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Every creature is said, uh, 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 found in, in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and in the sea. Uh, all them I heard saying, uh, uh, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb forever. Uh, and the four beasts said, Amen. Uh, and the four and twenty elders uh, fell down before the throne and began to weep. Worshiped him that lived forever and ever. Then let me say the capabilities of the witness of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 5 verse 6. John was in a sad state. He saw the redemption terms of the whole earth. He saw they were bound up in a, in a seven sealed book. And he had saw a search made for somebody that was worthy of opening that book. Somebody was able to accomplish this the terms of redemption written in that book. <laughs> and as they looked, nobody in heaven, nobody on earth, nobody in hell was able to open the book. And John began to weep. Revelation chapter 5, one of the elders said unto him, Weep not, John. Behold, <laughs> the lion of the tribe of Judah, Hath prevailed uh, to open the book, Uh, and uh, uh, so whenever he turned around, looking expecting to see a a lie, expecting to see uh, uh, massive teeth and and jaws, uh, uh, but instead of that. He saw a lamb as it had been slain. Amen. Listen to me. He saw that he was able to come and take the book out of the hand of him that sat on the throne. And the terms were, he was able to identify with every term they had. If you read the rest of the book of Revelation you'll find the account of the Lamb open in the book. From chapter 4 right on up to chapter 20, that's what you got. But then there, uh, in chapter 21, the greatest book that's ever been written is opened. The Lamb's Book of Life. There shall he no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Further, we have a weakness of the Lamb. Oh, surely the the Lamb wouldn't be weak. Isaiah 53 says, Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, Though he was rich, he lay aside the wealth of glory. He lay aside his godly attributes and was nailed to an old rugged cross. 2 Corinthians 13, for though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. Finally, in Revelation chapter 5, verse 14, we see the worship of the Lamb. All heaven will be included. Amen. Amen. All earth and hell will take notice. Uh, uh, Four and twenty elders will lead by falling before the throne and worship Him that lived forever and ever. We have opportunity to worship Him today. I'm trying to get you not to be in a rut. I'm trying to get you to take an active part. Like I said here this morning, we need to take an active part in training our children. If we do not do it diligently, I guarantee you Satan will come in. And it's kind of like when we was in a revival, Mark, you remember, and that old preacher wanted to get rid of the church. He just got out in the middle and he just commits. Yeah, that's the way Satan will do it. He'll just come in here, your children. He'll take them from you right out of your arms. And he'll send them to hell or destruction or a sad life of unbelief. Your children, we need diligently to teach them the words of God. Amen. Amen. We have opportunity to worship him today. See the admonishment of the Psalms 2.12 says, Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you perish from the way. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. It was the practice of the ancient world, uh, potentates, uh, to bow before them. Uh, to kiss their feet or kiss their ring or uh, some kind of a holy kiss. Warning again about the sincerity of, of true worship. I mean, the true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is the Spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. But I'm thinking as they would, as they would come up with their, with their kisses... I remember one that came. Yeah, amen, preacher. Yeah, yeah. And he kissed the Son of God. Yeah. The door to heaven. That's right. He kissed it. But his kiss was insincere. Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you today, we need to be sincere about our worship of the Lord. Amen. Judas kissed. While he had spake the multitude, he was called Judas, one of the twelve went before them, drew near to Jesus, and kissed him. Well, I could go on. I guess the world couldn't contain the books that ought to be written. I could talk about the wedding of the Lamb. I want to be there that glad day when the bride is presented spotless before the Father. I could talk about the world dominion of the Lamb. I mean when he sits on that throne of his father David. And governs the entire. From the river to the sea Amen. if you will. Yeah. Amen. I could talk about the wrath of the Lamb. For all those who reject and deny him. Do despite to the spirit of grace. You get the idea. John 1 29. The next day Jesus. Cometh unto him and saith. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Oh, listen to me, children. Have you been to Him for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Bow your heads, if you will.